Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Danya with Trucking with Olive Oil and Essential Relationships. And I wanted to let you guys know that it is episode 15. Episode 15. I can't believe it already. Time flies when you're having fun. So we have finished our second week. We are going on our third week with a new trainee, which is absolutely, again, I cannot believe how much time flies. But Z is doing an amazing job. There's several different things that I wanted to go over today. And uh, one of the first things is weather. Weather is a really big deal for a truck driver. We almost need to be a meteorologist and go to school for it because we actually have to follow the weather and uh, find out, you know, if we can head it a certain way, how the snow is, how the wind is, how the rain is, because it really affects our loads and how we will get there. So for example, this morning I'm in a little town called Center, Nebraska. Now we were supposed to be up and out of here pretty early this morning, but when I got out to come to the truck stop to get my cup of coffee, the very first thing I noticed is the wind almost knocked me over. So I was like, ugh, this doesn't seem too good. I'm going to need to check the weather and verify where I'm going, what the wind speed is, and if it's safe for me to travel. So watching the wind speed is really important. Um, if the winds can get up near like 60 miles an hour on a loaded truck, it's actually enough to turn your tractor trailer over. Um, now, if your trailer's empty, like mine happens to be, it can be as low as 35 miles an hour. So my tractor trailer is also a greater risk compared to cars or pickup trucks or even small box trucks or flatbeds just simply because of my height, which is 13 foot 6 inches. Now there are several things that I can do to help protect me and my truck. The first thing is obviously pay attention. So we always need to make sure that our eyes are open and watching for things that may be blowing across the road or things that can uh, be obstructed in the road, in the middle of the road, something that uh, could affect us and how we drive our trucks. So keeping our eyes open and looking way ahead is a big part of the deal. The next thing that's really important, when you're driving a truck, you're always supposed to keep two hands on the wheels at all times. However, when it's really windy like this, they call it driving firmly. So basically what that means is you have to hold your steering wheel really tight, hold it firm with both hands to avoid any type of sudden changes in the direction of the wind. So that way, in case it does have a huge gust, it won't just knock it out of your hands. You have a firm grip on your steering wheel, which will help control that vehicle. The next thing that we really have to pay attention to is we want to increase our following distance. Now as a Stevens truck driver, they have a rule that's six, uh, six seconds plus two. So basically a total of eight um, seconds in front of us. And sometimes that's really hard to do with people cutting you off. That just means that you have to slow down and keep your distance. In the wind, you want to keep it even further than that, more like 10 to 12 seconds, just because in case anything happens in front of you, you want to allow yourself plenty of reaction time, and simply slowing down will be able to do that. So a lot of people may be wondering, now, even though the wind's blowing, what exactly does that do? Well, basically what it does, it actually reduces the traction on my trailer, because it lifts up the trailer off of the ground, which keeps you know makes it easier to blow away basically so traction on the vehicle is always very important also checking my tires extra well just to make sure that the treads good and that the, it is inflated correctly will also help with the traction of the truck and help keep it planted now if you happen to be driving down small country roads which we will be since we're in Nebraska it's gonna be a two-lane road so we really don't have much of an option 
but if you do have an option if you're in the larger cities and you do have some extra space try driving in that center lane that way in case you do get a wind strong um, gust or something like that that it won't knock you off the road um, just be really careful pay attention to what you're doing and let the road guide you another thing that's really important for us as we're keeping our eye out on the road our job is to protect the motoring public. I know a lot of y'all are thinking, right, sure, but we are professional drivers out here, most of us anyway, and we have a higher ethic that we need to help protect the motoring public. So if we can see things ahead of time, it is our job to be sure to react to that. And one of those is avoiding driving behind cars that may have a light trailer. If they have a light trailer, that trailer is going to be going all over the place. We understand that y'all haven't been to any type of driving school, so sometimes you're not exactly prepared on how to drive in the wind. So if it's any way possible, we will stay away from those vehicles like the U-Hauls or even the small box trucks. Especially if you're up north, now there's a lot of times when you will be going through tunnels or extra long bridges. It's really important also when you're in the windy area that if you are going through a tunnel, you have to realize when you come out of the tunnel, you're gonna be hit with that strong blast of wind. So that's when, again, you need to hold your steering wheel tight and prepare to drive opposite of the wind so it will keep you on the road. So as I'm fixing to take Z out on the road, probably around 11, the wind should be dying down. We have to call back safety to verify that. But I will need to go over all of these things with her to make that sure that she understands the severity of the wind and if she is ever uncomfortable with that that we need to pull over and either change drivers or stop completely and call safety again now then it seems like since me and z have been on the road together we have been running late since day one uh, nothing because of z nothing because of anything that i'm doing but simply because of situations with the shippers and receivers they're not ready um, they're delaying us longer times now basically as a truck driver we have certain ways that we get paid of course the number one way that we get paid is if our truck is moving moving freight from one place to the other that is our main source of income however there is a couple of other ways that we can get paid if we are delayed at a shipper receiver which really comes in handy because it gets frustrating knowing that there's nothing we can do when the receiver or the shipper is taking long to load us or unload us so the first type of pay is called detention pay. Now every shipper and receiver gets a first two hours free. So they've got two hours to get us in there, get us parked, get us unloaded and out the door within two hours. If they cannot do that and it is prolonged, say I'm sitting there for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or even 10 hours or longer, at that point we need to start getting paid for that because it's you know, the shipper's receiver's fault not mine that I'm not moving. So basically what I have to do is I have to get an end time, the day, the time that I walked in, to the time that I left the guard shack. And if that is after two hours, then I simply call Stevens, I take a picture of my in and out time, and I get paid $20 an hour for sitting there with a maximum of a $200 payout for the whole day. Now that's nothing like I get paid while driving the truck, but it does definitely come in handy when you get that extra pay, when you're having to just sit and wait and not move. It also helps to deter the shipper receiver from holding us very long. They want to get us in and out as well. They don't want to have to pay the extra money. 
Now there's only one catch to the detention pay, the one thing that it does not cover. If my appointment time is at 7 o'clock and I show up at 7.01 or 7.02 and I get in there and now I'm delayed, they are now considering that my fault for not being there at my appointment time. If I'm late for any reason at all, then the detention pay will not kick in and I will not get paid for that simply because I was late for my appointment. Now the other type of pay is kind of a fall through or I guess something that helps when you cannot get detention pay because you were late. If you were late and you were just within a 30 minute radius of being on time and they are holding you for hours, then they call that a layover pay. Sometimes a company will do this. Matter of fact, it happened to me and Z just the other day. We showed up to our appointment 30 minutes late. Uh, we got there, we checked in, and they told us because we were late our tractor was not ready and so therefore we had to stay the whole night and recheck in the next morning that tractor should have already been done especially since we were late it should have really have been done right but instead they delayed us saying okay well because you're late your tractor wasn't loaded so therefore now you have to wait overnight and check back in tomorrow so I called my DM, my driver manager, talked to him, and sure enough, layover pay was accepted because I was within that 30 minute time frame and was able to um, show that I was there within that 30 minutes. So therefore, the company held us too long and I was able to get some, tor so uh, sorry, some type of pay. It's not as much as the detention pay, but it is still something which helps along the way. So since Z is my very first trainee, there are lots of things that I'm learning that I need to do differently with my second trainee. There's different rules I need to put in place. There's different things that I need to verify that the trainer understand or the trainee understands. Uh, one of the first rules that I'm going to be changing is if I get off the truck to use the bathroom, you get off the truck to use the bathroom. If I get off the truck to take a shower, you get off to take a shower. I'm learning really quickly that as a trainer I will get up go use the restroom get my shower and as an adult you would think that most of the time people would say oh okay it's time we're just sitting here now's the time to take a shower but what I'm finding is I'm ready to go I've had my shower I've had my breakfast I've had my coffee I jump on the truck maybe she's been playing video games or texting or something and it's like okay let's go and she's like oh I need to take a shower and it's like uh We've been sitting here for six hours. You should have already done that. So I'm finding that even as adults, yes, you have to ask them, do you need to use the bathroom? <laughs> but instead, like I said, the rule's gonna be when I get off the truck to use the bathroom, you're getting off. When I get off to take a shower, you're getting off. There's not gonna be any questions asked about that. The other thing that I've noticed as a truck driver or as a trainee, that people do things at different speeds. Uh, this is my truck. This is the way that I'm running my truck. So therefore that's the rules that I have to go by She can run her truck the way that she wants to run her truck once she is off of mine But I'm finding that I move rather quickly uh, Once I get to a spot I can literally jump out. I can connect my trailer unconnect my trailer uh, Set my tandems get back in the truck even before she puts on her coat So I realized that there is a speed issue as well so at this point I have realized that I need to just go ahead and do the job that needs to be done. If she catches it, great. If she don't, that's not my problem. She is the one that is losing out. 
not me and I need to make sure that she is aware of that before she gets on the truck so she needs to know that hey I'm gonna do my job the way that I do my job either you're there watching or you're not you're either gonna get the most out of this training as you are but I'm not gonna sit around and wait 30 minutes for you to put on your hat and your little muffins and everything else yes it's cold but you can put it on a heck of a lot quicker than that <laughs> so yeah there's different speeds of different people again I move I guess rather quickly I didn't think that I did but I guess that I do and so I'm gonna have to pay attention to that because once I get moving, I am moving and I'm not going to be waiting. So rules are going to be very important. Um, I need to start writing them all down. That way, the, my next train E, they will understand a little bit better. Um, I will understand a little bit better. This was my first trainee, so I am learning along the way as well. Uh, things are still going great though she's got a great attitude she has a little bit of a problem with uh, correction and um, maybe taking it a little bit too personally and so I just made sure and reinforced the fact that hey this is I'm not saying you know to watch the distance to be mean I'm doing it to help you so when you are in the truck ready to take your test with a DOT officer that you have in your mind to keep that safety distance um, that's my job. That's what I'm there to teach you for. Now, Stevens actually had a very <laughs> crazy test. It seemed like it was crazy, but it made lots of sense. There were several different uh, personalities. Now, I've done personalities tests on my young living business. I know that I'm a yellow. I know that I'm compassionate. I know that I'm nurturing. This test was a little bit different. They had three different things. One of them was called adult adult. The other one was called a rainbow. And then there was a child or child 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 adult something like that they see how you react in good situations and bad situations so here's the deal I am a child child which means I hate confrontation which I already knew this about myself but again that is a learning curve and experience so for me to actually stand up and tell someone that they're doing something wrong is extremely extremely hard for me to do I have to make myself do it which is actually a great learning experience I need to learn how to stand up for myself more um, and so this is it's gonna be a great experience learning that so I'm having to really push myself to be the adult however I do like the childish aspect to me I love having fun I love taking the pictures I love my podcast I love my trucking with olive oil so there's also a time and place to have fun and enjoy life but there is also a time where I have to stand up and say, whoa, what's your following distance, you know, and really, I guess, go against my core principles of being comfortable because I do not like confrontation. And to me, that is confrontation. So I'm having to learn and grow in that aspect as well, which is really pretty awesome to see myself be able to actually stand up and make myself do that because it is literally a force that I have to make myself do. Okay, guys, it's been 15 minutes. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Again, we're on episode 15. I can't believe the time is flying by like it already is. Please share this um, podcast with anybody that you may know that would be interested in just hearing about it or maybe some females that would be interested in learning how to drive a truck. Um, I'd be glad to talk to them. You can always add me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Of course, I'm on all of them. I am with Trucking with Olive Oil, but my name is also Donya Howard, and my number is 903-650-3422 in case anyone ever has any questions. I hope you guys have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.